Hello and welcome to the Joyful Infertility Podcast. My name is Abby Clark. I am a wife, an entrepreneur, and a dog mama on a mission to help women find joy on their journey of trying to conceive. On this podcast, I'll be sharing my ongoing experience with infertility to hopefully show you how you can take your power back, take control of your life, and create joy as you wait for that miracle baby. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. I'm just sharing things that I've learned through my experiences that I hope will help you on your journey. Let's get into the episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you are here today. I'm really excited to do this episode. I'm going to start doing this more often and try and remember to post little like question boxes on my stories before I record episodes because I absolutely love your guys' input. I feel like it's so helpful when I go to record a podcast. I just Sometimes sometimes it's difficult to think of all the things on my own. And so I asked for your input on my Instagram today. And so I'm going to read some of your responses as part of today's episode. But before we dive into the topic of today, which is surviving the holidays while trying to conceive, because the holidays are upon us, and I want to try and give you some tools to help you get through them. Before I talk about that, I want to talk about something that I've been uh, doing this week. So I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've definitely talked about it on my Instagram before, and I've like kind of been talking about it for the last little while. Um, But I am really trying to make an effort to fix or improve my sleep schedule. I really feel like I'm like a secret morning person. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) or maybe not even so much a secret. Like when I was in high school, I used to wake up like ridiculously early every morning, like probably 45 minutes to an hour earlier than I needed to. I know I'm crazy, but it was because I've always been this way. I hate feeling like rushed when I'm getting ready for anything really, but you know, like getting ready for the day or getting ready for any type of event of event. Like I hate feeling like I'm running late. I hate feeling rushed. And I, I was that way, like before high school, I hated feeling rushed. I also liked to leave the house really early too, because I really hated getting caught in traffic. So I would leave the house, like to drive to the school, probably 15 minutes earlier than I needed to be 20 minutes earlier. And when So my senior year of high school was my brother's freshman year of high school. And so I would drive him every day to school that year, obviously. And he hated my schedule, but I was like, listen, I'm driving. So you're going to have to just deal with it. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so all this to say, I feel like I kind of have always been a morning person. Like I had literally no issue getting up that early in high school But then since then, I've like, I don't know, I've just always struggled ever since high school. Like once I got into college, like the the morning person inside me just for whatever reason left. I think, well, I've talked about this before, but I think I dealt with some depression during uh, college, which wasn't great. And then last week, I also talked about my experience, um, like serving as a missionary for my church. And I was on a really good sleep schedule then. But I wanted to bring this up because somebody asked last week in the Q&A episode, like, for tips on how to have a good sleep schedule. And I was like, wrong person to talk to. And this week, I 
decided to try. <laughs> I've tried before. This is not the first time that I have tried to get myself to be on a better schedule, but I want to talk about it just for a second here before I dive into like the holidays topic, because I've talked about it on my Instagram and now I'm talking about it here because I really do think like, like I said, it's almost like I am a morning person and I've just forgot about it. And I really want to be a morning person because there's something about when I get up, you know, around six or six 30 in the morning, I am so productive for the rest of the day. Even on today is a Thursday when I'm recording this, like usually as the week goes on, I start to feel less and less productive during the days. And I did get up like a tiny bit later. I've been moving a little bit slower today than I did at the beginning of the week, but I still, I stuck to it. I got up at six 30, which I'm so proud of myself. Like I've only done it for three days in a row, but it's really amazing what a difference it makes for me. Like I said, I just feel so much more productive to get up and eat breakfast like right away. That's something that's really important too for helping balance your hormones is to try and eat like a real protein, uh, what's protein dense <laughs> breakfast um, within an hour of waking up. So that's something I'm really trying to do. So I've like, I've like altered my schedule a little bit that way too, because I used to get up and take the dog on a walk very first thing before I, I did anything else. And I've been adjusting that. So I get up and I eat breakfast immediately. And then I'm up early enough at this time of year that the sun isn't up yet. So I don't want to take the, I, I don't like walking the dog in the dark. That's like a rule that I have for myself. I've listened to way too many true crime podcasts to <laughs> feel comfortable going for a walk when it's still dark outside. So I, you know, I'm usually finished like eating breakfast and I'll, I'll usually like run the dishwasher and stuff in the morning at around 7.30 and then I have about a half hour before the sun comes up. So I've actually been able to read for like 30 minutes in the morning, which is so incredible. So I've started reading for 30 minutes every morning. I'm eating breakfast and then I take the dog for like a 30 minute walk and then I immediately get home, take my pre-workout and go to the gym. I go to the gym, I do like... 30 to 45 minute workout at the gym. Then I come home and I shower and I start, you know, my, you know, getting ready, which is part of work for me because I will usually film my makeup looks. So I'm essentially working at that point. And hopefully this isn't boring to listen to, but I just have to talk about how awesome it's been. And part of the reason why I want to talk about how great it's been is to hopefully cement in my mind it, you know, when I'm lying in bed at like 5.30, 6 a.m. when my alarm goes off, that I can remember this, that I can remember how awesome I feel after I've, you know, crossed the hurdle of actually getting out of bed. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> in that moment, I'm fighting with my brain. My brain does not want me to get out of bed. We just want to keep sleeping, you know? And so I've been really trying to like internalize to myself this week that like how amazing it has been. I've talked about it on my Instagram story. I've been talking to my husband about how awesome this week has been. And now I'm talking about it here on the podcast as a way to try and really cement this new habit into my brain. I'm like determined. Like I said, I've tried this before. I have gone on many, many journeys of trying to fix my sleep schedule before and um, it's never stuck really. And so this, I'm really putting forth an effort to, to try and get it to stick this time. And I think by really trying to focus on all the benefits that I'm experiencing this week, 
um, that'll help me, you know, in the morning when my brain is telling me not to get up or at night when it's like 8 30 PM and the, the like irresponsible side of my brain is like, it's so early. We don't need to go get ready for bed. I can choose to be disciplined and remember how great it is when I get enough sleep. And when I wake up in the morning, early in the morning and like, what an awesome day I'm going to have if I make this choice now. So maybe you can learn from that. If you're, you're trying to fix your sleep schedule, or if you're trying to, um, incorporate some new healthy habits, I really think that taking time to reflect on like the benefits that you're experiencing in the first, you know, few days, the first week of doing something, I'm really hoping that this is going to help me um, stick to this, like I said, stick to this new habit and really create this habit in in my brain. I'm trying to rewire my brain, basically, (laughs) to remember why I like going to bed and getting up early versus, oh, but it's so much more fun to stay up till one in the morning. And then, but I I hate sleeping past like nine o'clock. It like, I, I hate that. I I really don't like it. (laughs) So anyways, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been, uh, doing this week. And I think as far as like tips that I would give, uh, like I said, part of this is that like, I'm really trying to create the new habit in my brain. And I think it's only day three, right at this point. Um, and so I, I think I'm still kind of riding the wave of like motivation and eventually that motivation, um, is going to go away. And at, and it's at that point that you have to start relying on discipline and doing things like remembering why you decided to change this habit or, or whatever. So maybe hopefully there's something in that that you can take for yourself, just trying to be a healthier person, you know? And I think this is all really important for like balancing hormones, which is like the big thing that I'm trying to do right now. And having a good sleep schedule is really like sleep is so crucial for hormone health and for PCOS. And so I'm really trying to make an effort to make this a thing. And like I said, like eat breakfast and I'm trying to make sure I'm getting enough protein during the day. And anyways, so yeah, that's my story for this, this, uh, this afternoon (laughs) or whenever you're listening to this. Um, Okay. So let's dive into what I wanted to talk about today. So like I said at the beginning, the holidays are upon us, whether or not you are ready, they're here. We had Halloween and it is officially the holiday season and I'm super excited about it. It's already snowed here yesterday. It snowed all day long. If you saw on my Instagram story or if you joined me live on Instagram, I showed you guys like it literally snowed all day long here. It didn't stick a ton. Like it stuck a little bit, um, but nothing like it, it can here. I live in Utah. I don't know if, uh, if, if you didn't know. Um, but so it's very much got me in the holiday spirit and I'm, I'm feeling ready for the holidays. Um, but the holidays can be one of the trickiest times emotionally when you're on a journey of trying to conceive. It it can also be like a little bit like particularly painful in my case. Um some sometimes because uh we we very first started trying to conceive at the beginning of December in 2019. So not only is it like the holidays, but it's also marks like the anniversary every year of another year 
full year having gone by with no pregnancy, no baby, nothing. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some tips that I would give you for, um, how to get through it. You know, I also, uh, like I said at the beginning, put a little question box on my Instagram stories and asked you guys like what things help you, um, get through the holidays while trying to conceive. So I'm going to share some of your responses as well. Cause I thought they were awesome. So one of the biggest things, and I, I have said this so many times, I think this applies to a, like trying to conceive experience, whether or not it's the holidays is to focus on gratitude. I think that gratitude is so, so, so powerful. And if in the moment when you're feeling really down, feeling really bummed out about your situation, you can stop and appreciate the things that you do have. I think that that can go a really long way as far as helping with those, those um, really difficult feelings that can come up um, around the holidays. And some of you said this, there's um, one response here that says, it's not easy, but focusing on what I do have, like the love of God shown through those I love. I love that so much. Um, And to kind of tag along with that, like spending time with your family that that loves you, right? Um, Jamie said, being being around all the family who love us unconditionally, not having kids yet doesn't define our worth. I absolutely love that. And I hope that you have family members or friends that are, you know, just so supportive. I know that some people have family situations that can sometimes make trying to conceive difficult. Just some people are insensitive, you know, <laughs> but hopefully you do have some people that you can spend time with that will help you remember just like Jamie said that that um whether or not you have kids doesn't define your worth at all and i really think an- another person said here like spending time with a smaller group of family um you know that that can really help she also said avoiding big parties um or gatherings i think that can be helpful too depending on on the person like i said i i am really blessed to have family that is like incredibly supportive and also a really big family. <laughs> so spending time with my family always, always, always helps. And there always too is a little part of me that's like gonna still feel sad about the fact that I don't have a baby. Like that thought is always gonna be there. But that that doesn't have to be such an awful thing. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you can acknowledge and hold space for that thought and that feeling, but don't let it define your experience of your family Christmas party. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can still have that thought. You can still have those feelings, but I'd really encourage you to like focus on being in the moment and appreciating the people that are there and this exact time that you're having with them because it only comes once, right? Like the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, 2022 only happens one time. So, uh, doing, doing what you can to really try and be present and appreciate the moment that you're in, I think is, um, really important. Actually that, that brings up something. Um, so my husband and I have been watching the new season of love is blind because I'm absolutely obsessed. I love a good trashy reality show and I absolutely love love is blind. And one of the girls that's on this season, we just watched the episode last night where they're like, trying on the wedding dresses, you know, to get, to get ready for the weddings. And one of the girls that's on this season, um, both of her parents have passed away and she, I felt so bad for her because she spent her entire like experience trying on 
wedding dresses focused on how sad she was that her parents weren't there, that like her mom wasn't there to be with her in that moment. And this is something that I don't have experience with. Like I I actually haven't experienced any um, (laughs) real like death uh, in my family. Like I've, I've never had that before. Like had someone really close to me die before. So I don't know what that feels like. And I can't even imagine like how hard that would be to be going through like a wedding and not have your mom and your dad there. I totally get that. And I'm not trying to say that that isn't hard or that she shouldn't be feeling that way. What I'm trying, but like what I kept thinking and my husband and I actually said this is like, I guess like I I just felt so bad that like her experience of trying on wedding dresses, the whole thing was defined by how sad she was that her parents weren't there, which like I said, totally valid. She's not wrong for feeling that way. But (laughs) I think there is a way, I talk about this all the time, to feel the hard feelings, feel the sad things, but also still appreciate the joy of the moment too. And I actually think in a lot of ways that makes experiences like that even sweeter because you have that opposition. You know what I mean? It makes you even more grateful for the happiness and the joy that you're experiencing in the moment because it's so juxtaposed, like in that very moment with the pain as well. So I'm not saying that that she should have just like not thought about it <laughs> and ignored those feelings. I definitely think you can you know, in that, in that experience, you can think about your parents. You can wish that they were there. You can think about, oh, my mom would have loved this dress. I want to try this one on because mom really would have loved this one. And even it's okay to even shed a tear or two, you know what I mean? Like, but what, like I said, what made me sad for her was that it was clearly all that she could think about, all that she was thinking about. And, um, I just think that you have a choice of what you want your life to be defined by. And me personally, I don't want to be, I don't want my entire life to be defined by the fact that I don't have a baby. I don't want Christmas 2020, 2022 to be defined in my brain and my heart and my emotions by the sadness of having gone another year without getting pregnant or that one more Christmas without a baby. Like, am I going to think those things? Yeah, I am but I'm not going to focus on them because that doesn't do me any good. It doesn't help. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully all of that makes made, made sense. I'm not saying to ignore those feelings. Like I said, I'm going to have those thoughts. I'm going to have those feelings hundred percent, but I'm, I'm going to do my best not to dwell on them because it doesn't serve me. And I'm going to acknowledge those feelings. I'm going to hold space for those feelings, but I'm not going to dwell on them because that's a bummer, (laughs) you know? And, and I think you are capable of making that decision for yourself. You can choose how much you want to dwell on, on feelings like that. If you feel like you need to sit with that feeling for a few days, then that's okay. But, but try and be aware of when it's serving you and when it's not anymore. And when it's not, and you're just stuck in a depressive state, then it's time to try and do things to, to get out of that state. So let's maybe talk about some ideas. So, um, staying off social media is a really big tip that I have, especially like on the days 
like the days immediately leading up to the holiday and even maybe even a little bit after and the holiday itself, obviously, I would say do your best not to get on social media because a lot of that can be difficult to see. Um, you know, people are going to be posting pictures, really cute family posts with their kids. And if it's just too hard for you to see that stuff, like delete Instagram <laughs> for like the week of Thanksgiving or the week of Christmas. And you, you know, you want to be present with your family anyways. And um, so doing your best to stay off social media as much as you need to is going to be really helpful, I think. Oh, this is one that I I listed and some other people talked about too, is to have like special things planned with your partner, like just the two of you have, have special things planned. This is fun for, for me and John, because our wedding anniversary is three days after Christmas. So, um, we like to plan something together, but, but doing things like just the two of you, I think can be super, super helpful, especially because family can be overwhelming. Sometimes Sarah said doing fun things together as a couple matching PJs, hot cocoa and movies, etc. I love that. I'm kind of really wanting to do a Harry Potter marathon this year. So I'm going to try and get my husband on board with doing a Harry Potter marathon with me and maybe turn that into like a tradition that we can do someday with our kids too, like holiday time, Harry Potter marathon, you know, like maybe we start the movies in, in November and like watch one every week or something <laughs> leading up till Christmas. I think that's like a really fun idea. What else? Oh, along those same lines, Lindsay said, doing the traditions I want with kids with my husband, jammies and cookies and kids movies, all of it. Love that. Like just because you don't have those, those kiddos with you yet doesn't mean you can't do those fun traditions. Like start building traditions that, um, that you want to do with your kids and do them right now with your husband. I like, I love that <laughs> so much. Um, I had someone say festive cocktails. I love that idea. Anna said snuggling with my cats and all the winter things I love coloring, audiobooks, jigsaw puzzles, movie nights. Lydia said trying to stay distracted, spending time with family. Oh, Tiffany said, I love this, not doing TTC. I honestly love this advice. Obviously, you know, do do what's right for you, but taking a break from trying to conceive during the holidays highly 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 recommend <laughs> so that you can just enjoy it. Uh same same kind of thing Corey said planning some adult only activities to look forward to. That's really fun too. Like things that you wouldn't be able to do if you had had kids. I love that. Or even like going on a vacation, planning a vacation and like getting away. If you decide it's just going to be like too much to be around your family, you don't need to be. <laughs> if, if that's what's going to be better for, for your situation, plan a vacation and go somewhere beautiful and tropical or, you know, in the mountains or wherever is going to make you happy. So those are kind of the tips just sort of off the top of my head. I wrote some things down and I, I also loved getting your responses. Um, a few of you did mention on here that that uh, you don't know how, either this is your first year um, approaching the holidays while trying to conceive or um, like just saying like, I haven't been able to figure this out yet. I really hope that this episode is helpful and feel free as always to DM me on Instagram. We can do like a part two to this if you want, make it a little series or something, uh, talking about things that help with, uh, with the holidays coming up. So anyways, I hope this was helpful. 
And also, I hope that if you decide you want to start implementing some healthy habits, some new healthy habits in your life and your routine that my experience with trying to <laughs> get my sleep schedule under control uh, is helpful. I will keep you guys updated both on Instagram and here on the podcast on how that's going. And I hope you all have a fantastic and wonderful week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.